Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is that time of the week, being Brown Live. I am, I, I know you guys can't hear me say this all the time <laughs> because I have such fabulous guests. And this is yet another time where I am beyond excited to have this person join us this evening. So let me just jump right in and tell you about this fabulous man that you see here. Uh, Glenn McKendall. The career of Glenn is filled with pioneering experiences. He currently holds the dual role of Senior Vice President for Student Affairs and Chief Diversity Officer at Oakland University. This position appointment made him the first person at a major university to hold such a unique role. He provides visionary strategic leadership for one of the largest divisions within the 24 departments. He also serves as the co-chair of Oakland University and the City of Pontiac Initiative. He has successfully led many campus capital projects, including the construction of two residence halls, an outdoor recreation, an athletic center, and a major renovation and expansion of the student union. Additionally, he has advanced diversity and inclusion through leading the establishment of Gender and Sexuality Center and the Veteran Support Services Office, which I got to visit personally. It was fantastic. Previously, Glenn worked as the Assistant Vice President and Dean of Student Life. He was the founding director of Academic Advising Resource Center. He also served as the founding director of the Center of Multicultural Initiatives, and established the national award-winning Trustee Academic Success Scholarship Program. The program consistently yields one of the highest underrepresented minority student retention and graduates, graduation rates in the country. Glenn shares his time and leadership skills as an active member of many professional community-based organizations, including the Metro Detroit Youth Club, Board of Trustees, Detroit Area Pre-College Engineering Program, which we all know is GAPS up here, Board of Directors there, Renaissance Unity Spiritual Center Mysterial Team, Southeast Michigan Omega Foundation Incorporated Board of Directors, and Sacred Heart of Michigan Board Member. He is the recipient of numerous awards, including the Michigan Chronicles Man of Excellence Award, the Novo Levitt Student Retention Excellence Award, the OU Administrative Professional of the Year Award, the Diversity Award, the Outstanding Professionals of America Award, the Omega Sky Five Fraternity Man of the Year Award, and the NAACP Leadership Award. 
Glenn is an avid bodybuilder and has won multi, multiple bodybuilding contests among the Mr. Michigan and Mr. Ironman. How come I didn't know that? I didn't know that before. Glenn is a native Detroiter. He earned his master's degree in community and agency counseling from Wayne State University, bachelor's degree in sociology and business administration from Central Michigan. And he recently completed the prestigious American Association of State Colleges and Universities Millennium Leadership Institute training program for senior level higher education administrators. So you see, we are so honored to have this gentleman as a guest. Glenn, thank you again for joining me no, and being here live. No, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Linda. And just thank you for inviting me to be a guest on your show. Oh, it was it, it was easy. It was an honor. I couldn't believe you said yes when I sent the email. So I was beyond excited. So, you know, when we talked initially, Glenn, about what we were going to share tonight, I love the fact that you wanted to provide some wisdom for possibly students that may be listening, people early in their career, even people mid in their career, and how they can be successful in a predominantly white environment or white workspace. Because we all know right now, at least how the landscape is, exists, it is still led predominantly by white men. So Glenn, if we could kick off the conversation a little bit, would you share maybe some experiences you had in the early in your career where you realized, okay, I've got to do something different if I'm going to be successful? I would say it, it dawned on me in college when I looked around and realized that I'm at a predominantly white institution. And back then, you know, we're talking, you know, early 80s. Yes. And we're talking about maybe 1%, 2% of the population is African-American. And so the idea of getting in and fitting in was not going to happen. And I think once I came to terms with that, I came to grips with the idea of what I really want is upward mobility. Yes. Something that I yearned for all my life. I came from a, a low-income family. You know, the, all the things that come with that, sleeping in the dining room. My first bedroom was the dorm, and I shared that with a roommate, but I was excited to have a bedroom. Right, right. And I always thought about higher level thinking, higher level thinking. And with that higher level thinking, uh, I'm not going to be able to fit in and blend in and get in. And so I might as well step out and create something new in the minds of other people, be that trendsetter. And right. so once I realized that I was not going to fit in my looks, you know, I'm, and as you mentioned, I'm a bigger guy, too. Um, so most people at that time wanted to write me off as an athlete. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm here for the academics. Exactly. Uh, football is just a side thing to help me pay for college. Um, and, and so I think it's realizing when you look around and saying, I'm in this to ascend to a higher level. And I want to go as high as possible in my career field. Mm -hmm. With that, I have to understand the terrain. You know, and all that comes with that idea of I want to send to the highest level. And that means, you know, a term that came, you know, about in my curriculum as a business major was doing a squat analysis. And so that squat analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats became a, a way of life for me. And so it's like everything I do, I approach it from that perspective. Let's do a SWOT analysis of myself, my surroundings, 
anyone that I'm reporting to that I mm-hmm. supervisor and my supervisor supervisor because I'm anticipating moving up. And so I need to do my homework on myself first. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. And and find out, you know, that that true three letter word that we talk about, Linda, the why. Yes. Yes. What really wakes me up in the morning and gets my juices flowing to the point where I'm unstoppable because I'm going to have so much energy and creativity around this Mm -hmm. idea of making something happen. That I'm going to be unstoppable through the day, and, exactly. and understanding that there are threats out there, but we're going to plan for those potential threats becoming a reality. Uh, and how do we learn to navigate? And I love the fact that you said in the, in the title, "Race, Social Justice, and Navigating Careers in a Predominantly yes. White Profession," because that word "navigation" really struck me as when you say I'm navigating, that means I'm going somewhere. I'm on a journey and I need to navigate, maneuver. And that means that I'm prepared for whatever comes in my lane. Exactly. So, Clint, if you could share a little bit, because I mean, you and I, same time, time span in our career in the 80s, having that book, that vision for ourselves. You know, what I find when I'm talking to you know, my clients with the team or engaging with others that are uh, in corporate America and struggling, you know, they really have gotten to the point where they're like, look, my why doesn't seem to be enough. Um, my uh, purpose doesn't even seem to be enough because they're con- someone is constantly going to be in my way. And, and they have, at least from what I've experienced in conversation with them, an unfortunately very narrow vision and they believe that because they have the certificate or the degree and their work product is good, that it's enough. Can you share a little bit from your experience, Glenn, why that isn't enough? And that to your point, although there may be threats, that you can navigate around those. Can you share a little bit from your experience and also how you've coached and led people? How do you get past that limiting mindset and still move forward? Yeah, that limiting mindset you know, is something that I, I always hear people talk about. You know, they think it's a glass ceiling there, but it's really an illusion. Wow. You're not wow. thinking above it. You know, it's just like when I when you take off in a plane, and I gave an analogy, uh, I think yesterday, where you can take off and there's a storm, and all of a sudden the pilot says, we're going to elevate above the storm. And when you think about that perspective, that illusion of that glass ceiling goes away. That storm goes away. And you begin to look down and understand that when I'm looking down, things that I consider an issue, a barrier, or a problem, they become smaller and much more easier to navigate from a higher perch. And so with that, I start to think bigger, you know, better. And, and, and you begin to plan for that. And that whole idea of, you know, what's next for me? You begin to use the imagination. The imagination is one of the most powerful tools that we have in our toolbox. And yes. we take it out. But, but one of the things that I always coach people to do is you have to get along with yourself, you know, and really think through who you are and what do you want? What becomes your next why, which is really the motivating factor. Um, but it's always, you're always driven by 
a vision of where you're going. Yes. And so I think that that's key. So key. I often tell people who you are personally is who you are professionally. You can't separate those two. So I love the fact that you said you've got to connect to who you are and become in love with who you are as a person. Hence, believing in that so you can show up authentically. You know, you were kind enough to share with us your beginning. So, you know, your first bedroom was the dorm, although you shared it with someone. Mm-hmm. I had, I came up with same meager beginnings, a hardworking family, parents split, really tough uh, growing up. But yet we ascended beyond. What would you say, Glenn, was your driving factor that despite your beginnings, what drove you, what motivated you, what thing did you use to leverage uh, into a better spot and be able to look in the mirror and find that, like you said, that love of yourself that was enough for you to dream bigger and then achieve bigger. Yeah, well, well you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm like everybody else and I take in the sights and sounds and I see, you know, what people label as good, bad, you know, lacking. Um, mm. it, and so as I was coming up, I was making an assessment of my surroundings you know, family, my community. And then when you start being exposed to things, whether it be through some, you know, TV or social media platform, it begins to allow you to expand your thought of what's possible. Mm -hmm. Begin to say, not why not me, but how about me? Ah, I like that. And so with that, how about me, you have to say, putting my ego aside, you know, with that notion of ego telling me as is, I'm okay, the world needs to accept me. But there's a value proposition when you open yourself up to moving the ego aside and saying, how do I make myself more and more relevant? You know, and and, and let's face it, Linda. We've been in our positions in predominantly white America, you in the corporate world, me in higher education, but it wasn't necessarily our degrees. Right. In our experiences, it was really putting it all together and say, I'm relevant at a higher level. And so it's that relevance that I'm always looking for. And I'm saying what's relevant and what's not relevant any longer. And so I, I go through this process every night without fail. Every night before I, I lay down to go to sleep, I purge. And so that purging process sees me asking myself, what's mine to keep, what's mine to release? And I keep saying mine in that I don't give away the power that I possess. And so the idea is purge. If it's not mine to keep, you release it. And if it's mine to keep, I'm going to keep it because I know it's going to add to me. And that idea that we talk about my brand, uh, if it adds to my brand, the things that I collected through the day, I'll keep it. Otherwise, I'm purging it out. And so that, that way, I don't allow clutter to build up. Uh, and so the things that people say to me or do to me is not consistent when the pers- with the person who I believe I am. I release it and I let it go. Mm. I love that. I love that so much. So, um, Glenn, if we could talk a little bit about 
your experiences in higher education and what do you think could shift for people in higher education so that they're properly prepared going into corporate America? And then I'd like to shift our conversation and talk to those that are in their careers right now and what what they could do. So if you could share some nuggets of, of wisdom for people that are in school and then also for those that are in their careers now, maybe midway through. You know, I think those who are um, engaged in the education process and seeking a degree, I, I think it's important to really um, look outside the boundaries of the university mm. and academic majors and say what's relevant in our society and read materials, talk to you know thought leaders about the projections of 5, 10, 15, 20 years and what would a world be like uh, and cater your education to those things, not that are, but that will be. Uh, and then engage yourself um, in learning. And learning happens inside the classroom as well as outside the classroom. And so I would say get involved um, as much as possible in student organizations and leadership positions. Um, you know, there's common positions across the country, orientation group leader and resident advisors, um, student congress, you know, make sure you're involved. And so you yeah. have the opportunity to not only learn in the classroom um, skills, um, but also get a chance to practice those skills uh, with people. And I think it's that human interaction that really positions us to be successful in our career. Um, and as you transition to career, I think those communication skills are so important. Um, that vision of self is someone who can you know, be very flexible uh, and have the strength to go into um, uncharted territory. And in some cases, if you're a woman or a person of color, you could be going in a place where you're the only one. That's right. Uh, but, but feeling confident that I do belong. And I know, you know, we talk a lot about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, um, the fallacy in that is that your vision of yourself comes from within. Um, and so you can't allow anyone to have the power to make you feel like you're an imposter and you don't belong um, because you do belong. Uh, and I, I do believe that there's divine intervention. If, if we're placed in the spot, we belong there. And, and so I think I would tell people who are in their careers, um, again, make sure you do your homework um, on Every individual that you come in contact with, whether it be someone in your office, on your team, within the organization, and make sure you know you, you manage upward uh, and that you're learning about those people who are in leadership positions, not just what they do in their job, but what is their home life like? You know, yes. those kind of things. Do they have a significant other? Do they have, you know, kids? You know, what are their interests? Because you never know when that opportunity comes to interact with them and you can interject something in the conversation and all of a sudden they know that you've done your homework. And that's admirable, uh, particularly uh, when, when it's coming from women, people of color, because it's not expected. There you go. It is not. As I, 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 I speak to that a lot, uh, Glenn, about building relationships and substantive ones. And us changing our mindset around believing that we don't come to work to make friends. 
You know, that's, I mean, it, we tell ourselves that, oh, I'm not telling anybody my business. I'm, you know, I want to know theirs. It's that whole wrong mindset, right? And you just put it together nicely. It's unexpected for us to build relationships and to make connections. And when we do, we set ourselves apart. Mm -hmm. Would yeah. you not believe that? Yeah. I, I do. I believe that. And I believe you look for safe spaces, but you create those safe spaces. Yes. In that. Yes. When you share yourself, you know, bits and pieces, you leave, you know, little nuggets here and there about yourself. There's a level of curiosity. And I do. I have this, you know, this thing that I coach people on is make people curious about you. Yeah. So you, you share little bits about yourself and it just creates a, a aura of curiosity, you know, about, wow, Linda's here, a woman of color. And I'm interacting with her every day, and she's sharing parts of herself with me. They're drawn in. Yes. And so I always say the greatest thing we can do in our career is continually reinvent ourselves and make ourselves interesting. I you love know? that. I love that point. Yeah. I mean, and that's even, re isn't, isn't that about rewriting the narrative too? I mean, you say it's unexpected, right? And so when mm -hmm. we do this, we're changing that whole false narrative that they've created about people of color, yeah, in particular is. women of color, right? Yeah, and you yeah. take control of that narrative and totally rewrite it. I love that. Yeah. I love that yeah. totally. Yeah, because I think people in their careers, they can become fatigued um, from what we say is playing the game. Um, right. But if you really have those high aspirations to get to that C-suite, um, like you and I have, you can't become fatigued. Now, you can take a break, reposition yourself, regroup, rededicate yourself, but you can't stop. You know, right. if you're climbing a mountain, you can't just stop and say, I'm going to park myself right here because I'm tired. No, you gain energy and you keep moving forward. And so I, I think that's one of the things that we have to consistently do is keep moving along that journey. Absolutely. And it is a journey. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the reasons I know I've shared this with you in other conversations that we've had. That's why I named my business the extra effort, because it is work. You know, it takes that extra effort. Uh, but connecting to what you said earlier, when you truly believe in yourself and you love it yourself and you have this vision and dream for yourself, um, it's worth the effort. It's mm -hmm. worth the journey. Right. And you and I are examples of how it can, how that journey, that dream uh, can be obtained. Yeah. Um, and that's the motivation for uh, discussions like this. And I'm so, so happy you joined, you joined us tonight because I wanted to continue to show everyone what's possible. You know, Glenn, as we, um, we've got about a few minutes left, we're getting closer to the end of the time for this, this episode. You know, our, if you had to make sure that you left uh, some parting either several steps that you took in your journey that has led to where you are or that you want to make sure uh, as people are I'm seeing comments that are coming across here as people are taking notes and and really going back and, and doing that that inward work retrospective work and then putting together a plan for forward what nuggets would you leave with them that you want to make sure that they consider as they're working their journey to their seat at the table I would say um, if you're a person of color uh, and or a woman, understand that the pressure 
you feel by being that quote minority in a situation, understand that that pressure gives you power. Pressure gives you power to position yourself to a greater position. And I I wanna unravel that a little bit because that pressure that we feel every day that we endure it and persist, it leads to more and more momentum. And so that pressure again becomes greater and greater power that we possess. And with that, it positions us to handle more. And I will leave people with the idea, with that ability to handle more, keep asking for more, but don't necessarily ask for more with a price tag to it, you know? Because when people see that you're open and receptive and that you want more, they understand that you expect more out of yourself and that you can be more. And, and I think that's what we all want, that perception that we're capable, which we are. And so all we're doing is demonstrating that constantly. The money will come, you know, and, and I can remember, you know, early in my career and you, when you read my um, brief bio, you'll understand that this is not the first time that I have had a dual position it's been three times in my career where I've been dual director, you know, VP. Um, the compensation necessarily didn't follow immediately, but I always had this vision that as I ascend greater and greater, you know, wages would come, more and more people would see my value. Um, and I'm able to make a difference. The higher I ascend, the more I'm able to make sure that women and people of color can come up that mountain, you know? And so that's, that's really been the goal more so than the compensation that, that, that came, you know, we both know that, you know, that, that comes with territory, yeah. but the ability to be positioned to make a difference is something that wakes me up every morning, knowing that I can make a difference in someone else's life. Absolutely. That was a powerful statement. I, uh, person listening, the pressure gives you power. That is so true. Uh, it, that was that was a massive statement you just made. And I love the fact that you um, really implored upon people to raise their hand, to stretch themselves, to, you know, not just get comfortable where they are and, you know, to really show what their full capabilities are. Yeah. Um, and that's how you get to the next level. And you're absolutely right. I often tell people don't chase titles, don't chase money because mm-hmm. those things will come. Right. Yeah. And you have to understand that how, and you said this earlier, how the game is played. So mm-hmm. that's some wonderful wisdom, Glenn. I greatly appreciate yeah. you sharing that. You know, you know, every morning I go to the gym and I have these earbuds and, and they have to connect, you know, they Bluetooth. And so one of the things that always struck me is that they say discoverable. And so I would tell people, don't wait to be discovered. Make yourself discoverable. Oh, my God, that's powerful. That is so powerful. Absolutely love it. Well, Glenn, again, it has been such an honor. Uh, I can't express how much I appreciate you joining Being Brown Live. Uh, For those of you listening, 
There's a lot more to Mr. McIntosh that's shared in the notes. Uh, he is a speaker. He is a motivational speaker. So check out his website. Um, but again, Glenn, much appreciation to you. I look forward to continually working with you. I do have the honor of working with Glenn with, and the team at OU, and it's such an honor. Um, well, thank so you. Again, thanks for joining, and uh, be well. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.